Hello everyone and Happy New Year. Sorry for once again another delay in getting an episode out. Uh, The week before Christmas was really crazy, hectic, busy, and I was just pretty much focused on trying to get things taken care of and done before I took 11 days off and and took the entire time off between and around Christmas and New Year's. So um, I'm back now. Things are kind of starting to start a new normal for 2019, and uh, it's all good. So I hope you guys had a great, great Christmas and New Year's, and I hope that 2019 is great for you all. We have a very short episode today. Um, I basically want to talk about two points real fast. Uh, One is about knowing your environment intimately, and the other is uh, an interesting one that came up to me here recently about what not to do if you're ever doing IT contract work and you're at a uh, remote site doing some work for anyone. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, This episode has been sponsored. I'm sure you guys probably heard the minute and a half ad somewhere in there. Um, Just as a heads up, this one was sponsored. That's about it. But uh, let's get started. So when I say know your environment intimately, um, this one kind of goes out a little bit more to anybody who is going to do more uh, in-depth networking troubleshooting, um, server maintenance, server administration, networking administration, you know, any of the above, basically. Um, I am talking about making sure that you know absolutely everything about your network. It sounds overwhelming when we just talk about it, um, but it really isn't when you kind of dive into it and just take some time to look at it. The reason that I talk about that is because when there are problems or things that need to be uh, looked at or even like planned maintenance, planned outages, the building's going to lose power in that part of the building, stuff like that, um, you will know what's going to be affected, who's going to be affected, and uh, what actions you should take. So, for example, if they're going to turn off power in part of a building, then um, you should know, well, you know, these network cabinets are affected, the battery backups that they're connected to are only going to last for, you know, say an hour, and uh, these people will be affected and lose their networking connection. Um, most cases, in, in a, something like that, that's going to be done like on a night or weekend when not a lot of people are there. Um, network switches, it's kind of one of those you can just kind of let it go down and, and it'll come back up nice and easy. But um, it's important to know. One of the other things that's important to know, too, is um, everything from your power and what lines are running to where and how it's wired in your server room and where your breakers are to your battery backup systems, um, how much time you have, how to manage those, how to bypass them if you have to, anything like that, um, all the way up through all of your networking, all your servers, making sure that all your redundant power supplies are plugged in. I know we've kind of hit on that a little bit before. Um I bring this up for a very important reason. One is that uh, I've been in some situations where uh, nobody really knew where anything was. Uh, had to had a problem, had to turn off a breaker, and of course nothing was labeled, and so turning off breaker just involves starting to flip switches on and off and uh, upsetting users throughout the day. Um, not an ideal situation there. Another thing, too, is to know that, hey, if you know this one thing doesn't have power anymore and it's not working right, you can kind of trace that down. Or, um, you know, this is on here and this is off here, what can we do? Um, same with like the power distribution units in the back of your racks or, or top or bottom, however you, you have that set up. 
Um, it's good to know those so that you can you can minimize that downtime. You can also, as you do um, probably your weekly inspection or, or even daily inspection of the server room, just observe if there are you know, warning lights, flashing lights, um, anything that seems off, you know, power consumption is high or low, you know, things like that. It's also kind of nice if you can set up some automated alerts, but taking those all into account um, will really help you troubleshoot better. It will help you be a little more proactive in saying, hey, you know, this could potentially be a problem. Um, for example, right now we're at capacity on our battery backup systems in my current server room, and we're only at about, you know, 30 minutes-ish of uh, battery time on both of them. So being proactive on that, we know it's going to be okay in a brownout, but not necessarily in um, maybe like a major power down. So we know that we can plan ahead, order some expansion racks for a couple thousand dollars and, and add some more power. Or that if they're going to shut off power to the server room for an extended period of time, we need to go in there and gently shut things down and then gently bring them up when the time is over. Um, knowing those things will really help you versus, you know, just turning power off or losing networking or losing, you know, connections to anything. Because sometimes uh, systems don't like that. Servers don't like that. Uh, it's not very gentle. You can end up with some corrupt OSs, um, just kind of like a long list of stuff there. So take some time and uh, get to know your environment very well, uh, very intimately, know where everything is. If you need to call in your maintenance department or some extra help to look at stuff and help trace stuff down, then do. Um, it is well worth your time that you spend on doing that. So the interesting what not to do thing that I had come up this week um, was, uh, this is actually from a while ago, and I don't remember if I've mentioned this or not, but... Uh, it came up in a conversation I had with someone today, and that was where we had um, basically some warranty work being done on a computer, and uh, the company that we was doing the warranty work um, outsources their warranty service to local companies, and, and that local company had a technician here on site. Usually, I've gone through enough of these to know what they're like, and usually when they're done, they leave you with like a comment card type of thing of like, here's the work that was done, you know, we verified that it was done, tested, all good to go, you know, if you have more problems or questions, here's here's how to reach out to us or, you know, reach out to your original manufacturer and, and we can deal with it. Um, in my experience, uh, the companies that are here that do some of this work in Iowa have been interesting to say the least. Um, some uh, very interesting stories have come out of those, and uh, sometime I'll have to tell you guys about those. But the one that I want to share with you is, is a unique one. This guy, and I'm not going to mention names, and I'm not going to mention companies, um, but this guy came in, replaced a bad component on a computer for us, uh, under warranty, you know, so, so why not have them do it instead of uh, taking our own time? And uh, instead of leaving the comment card and stuff like that, he left his uh, business card. Now, what's interesting about his business card, and I'm holding it in my hand here looking at it, is that um, it's more about him. It has his Dell Tech Info, which is almost like he's a private contractor and not, um, not working for this company that actually sent him. He also has personal contact info that he took a uh, permanent marker and kind of scribbled out right there. And if you flip the back of this business card over, it's basically a mini resume with what his uh, what he's looking for or what he can do and a highlight of his skills, which is really interesting. 
Um, guys, for any of you in the IT field that go out and do remote work, let me just start by saying, please don't do this. This is terrible. Um, first of all, I, I really don't care if he's looking for another job. I mean, you know, if he's looking for another job, great, go apply for one. Don't come to my company, fix an uh, easy component on a computer, and hand me a resume expecting to uh, ask us to hire you or interview you when, you know, A, we might not have a position open, and B, the whole time you're here, you're going to sit and complain about what you do anyways. Not a good impression, not something you would do at an interview. The other thing is, is that you shouldn't be taking your company's time that you currently work for to basically apply for jobs while you're out and about and um, try and leave that company. I'm sure that if that's kind of why I'm not mentioning names or companies, because I'm sure that if that employer found out, they would not be happy. Um, as, as my viewpoint on this as an employer, I would not be happy if I had an employee doing this too. Um, I would highly suggest that you guys don't ever do this. Um, if you want to look for jobs, great. Look for jobs on your own time, but uh, don't leave a business card that's your own personal business card with your own personal Gmail um, and basically a little mini resume on the back. Um, I just was so shocked when I got this that, that I have actually held on to it just from the shock factor of being like, you're kidding me, right? Um, so I hope that when you guys are out interviewing or potentially applying for jobs that you will um, do it the right way, the right channels, apply through the company websites or whatever they, they say that they want. And uh, instead of uh, being at a job, working on their stuff and going, hey, while I'm here, do you have a job application basically? Or hey, while I'm here, here's my resume in case you ever wanted to hire someone. Um, not a good thing to do. I, uh, would highly recommend you don't do that. I just, I'm still shocked. Anyways, um, that's kind of what I wanted to bring up. We've talked about a lot of points about, uh, getting jobs and having jobs and, and starting a new jobs and applying for jobs. And I, I don't think I've ever mentioned a what not to do. And, uh, that's a definite what not to do. So, um, there you go. There's a what not to do tip for getting a new job today. Alright guys, that's it. That's all I have for you today. I hope to get back on track with being more regular again um, around that Wednesday mark of the week and uh, coming up with some new material for 2019. Uh, once again, I hope you all have a happy new year and had a great Christmas and uh, we'll talk to you soon. The song I wanted to leave you guys with to uh, start the new year off with, I guess you could say, is Without Me by Halsey. <laughs>